This is Coochie's Corner Podcast, hosted by Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chief's Corner, and on TikTok at Crew Chief's Corner. And now on the Anchor Podcasting Network at anchor.fm and the Anchor app. Alright guys, what is up? This is Bobby Bailey here, Coochie's Corner Podcast, bringing you guys another episode. Sorry we kind of took a little uh, little break there. We uh, didn't do an episode last week, but we are back this week with a, I guess, a fully loaded podcast because, um, you know, we don't have a race to talk about, but we got a lot of silly season news to get through. I mean, I mean, I just, I, I kind of predicted this. I said, you know, guys, I think the first, you know, week of January is going to be kind of slow. I mean, we had some stuff during the course of Christmas and the New Year's that was, you know, we kind of touched on with the, the first episode of season four here. But, I mean, my goodness, the, the floodgates opened up the last two weeks. It's been absolutely bonkers as far as it goes with announcements and teams and, and stuff like that, sponsors. Um, a little bit of some driver news. I mean, like I said, mostly I, I figured this was going to be mostly Xfinity season when it comes to driver news. Um, you know, we'll, we'll dive into it a little bit. Um, you know, I think the first thing you saw was the unfortunate news that Landon uh, Castle is not going to be back as a full-time driver at Qualig um, because Voyager, which was a crypto company, um, has gone bankrupt and, and basically – um, Landon would probably only have the sponsorship from his other sponsors, which I think was Cardinal, uh, Cardinal anomaly or something like that. Um, and then, um, that, I think that was only like a five or six race sponsorship and he might have some other sponsors that, um, that are slipping my mind right now. But, um, Landon is going to, I think run some races part-time at college, but he's not going to run a bunch. Um, so that car is going to be basically a star car, um, where they're going to run, uh, Justin Haley in some races. I mean, you know, there's some rumors about maybe Kyle Busch comes back and runs some races. Um, definitely, I would expect Austin Dillon to maybe jump in that 10 car for a few races here or there. Um, just because it is RCR equipment. I mean, they get their their cars built by RCR. And uh, they get the ECR motors um, at Colleague as well. So, I don't know um, if, if we're going to see Kyle, I mean, I know people keep bringing up the fact that he quote-unquote retired from Xfinity Series Racing. Well, Mark Martin retired from Xfinity Series Racing, you know, at one point in time, I believe after the 2000 season. And then we saw him come back and run some, some, uh, you know, Bush and then Xfinity Series races after that. So I don't really buy the whole he's retired notion. I mean, guys have said it, and it always it, it always boils down to money. And if there's a company out there that is willing to pay for Kyle Busch to go run some Xfinity races, or there's a embedded sponsor at RCR that is like, hey, listen, we want Kyle to go run some Xfinity races. Like, I don't know, maybe Alsco Uniforms or somebody of that like that has a connection with Colleague and with RCR, there might be someone that says, hey, let's throw him in the Xfinity car for a few races. And oh, by the way, Matt Colleague could just throw Leaf Filter on that car for a couple races and tell Kyle to jump behind the wheel of the car and help him out, you know, figure out what's going on with that Xfinity program. So I think there is a potential for it. Do I, do I put it on, uh, on a, like a definite going to happen meter? No, but it is a possibility. I mean, I think Kyle's going to, going to be a name that's going to come up with that, that car in particular, just because of the connections with RCR. Um, you know, there's a lot to get into. I mean, um, 
we know a little bit more um, about what's going to happen over at Junior Motorsports. Obviously, you know, sponsorship wise, everybody's kind of locked in uh, with with sponsors and things like that. But we know Brand's going to sponsor Miguel Paluto for three races. Um, he's going to run, I believe, uh, Coda. I think he's going to run the Indy Road Course, and I want to say he's going to run um, one other race. He might run Middle. It wasn't Mid Ohio because uh, Mid Ohio is a Truck Series now. He might be either running Chicago. I think he's running the Chicago Street Course. Um, I think that those are the three he's running. Uh, but Miguel Paluto is going to be back in the eighty-eight uh, with Junior Motorsports, so they're going to continue on. Um, something I didn't touch on in the last episode that I that I wanted to mention is that uh, Hendrick Motorsports is going to continue their Xfinity program in twenty twenty-three. Um, originally, they were they were not planning on doing this, but apparently. Uh, there were some internal discussions, and they decided to run the car again this year. They're going to bring the 17 back. Obviously, HendrickCars.com is going to be the sponsor on it. Um, they're looking at four races. I believe they're going to run an oval race this year. Like last year, they're an exclusive road course team. They basically ran Watkins Glen, um, Coda. I think they ran um, uh, Road America. You know, they ran a lot of the road course races just because that's where those, you know, the you know, where William Byron, where Kyle Larson and where Alex Bowman really wanted to, to hone their skills in. And then uh, I don't even think Chase drove the Xfinity car last year for them. So I think he kind of he kind of didn't run that. But he did go and run the truck uh, for Spire Motorsports, which I'm assuming we're going to hear something on Spire's uh, you know program for this year as far as trucks go in the near in the not so distant future. I'm assuming they're, they're going to I mean, I've heard they're going to continue the program. We just haven't heard what races and, and who's driving it and stuff like that. But I'm assuming we're going to hear about that. Then we heard about some Daytona 500 entries. So we know that uh, Travis Pastrana is going to drive for 2311. Um, he's going to drive the 67 car. So without getting too much into it, I, I think realistically what happened here was I think 2311 knows at some point in time they're going to bring Kurt Busch back. Um, and, and, and it's not them bringing him back. It's more like Kurt Busch is hopefully going to get medically clear, clear to race. Um, the thing that's keeping Kurt back right now is he's having some vision issues and that's really what's keeping him from being back and medically cleared to come back and race. So I think at some point they're going to run this third car, albeit on a part-time basis. This is not a car that Denny's going to go out and buy a charter for. They're going to just go out and run it probably at races that once Kurt gets medically cleared at places he wants to run. So maybe Kurt says, Hey, listen, I really want to run the, the Bristol night race. Well, you know, again, I really want to go run, you know, um, you know, just, just throwing something out there. I really want to do go run that Chicago street course. I think that'd be a fun race to go do. Um, you know, I want to go run one last race in front of my hometown crowd in Las Vegas, you know, or I want to go back and defend my Kansas speedway series race win or something like, you know, there might be some special tracks that Kurt wants to go to and maybe get that chance of saying goodbye at some of these places that he didn't get a chance to say goodbye to last year because of, because of that injury that happened at Pocono, the concussion. So maybe that's what Kurt's looking at. And, and you know, these guys are saying, Hey, we got to prep a car, an extra car anyhow. So why don't we go out there and we, we run this third car and let's see who's out there might want to run a Daytona 500. Cause maybe Kurt says, Hey, listen, I'll go run Daytona or Talladega one more time. You know, I want to get that, you know, I want to get a super speedway, another super speedway win or something like that under my belt. And maybe that's what Kurt's looking at. So they say, Hey, let's just throw, throw somebody in this car. Travis Pastrana has got some sponsorship. I think uh, black rifle coffee is uh, going to sponsor him in the race in the 500. 
Um, they've been with, I think, uh, Travis a little bit off and on, you know, as he does his Nitro Circus stuff and, and some of the, you know, other events that he partakes in. I think he's still doing the global rally cross racing and stuff like that. So, you know, they're going to sponsor Travis. And, and the number 67, I mean, it has nothing to do with Michael Jordan, but it has a lot to do with the synergy of the team. I mean, if you think about it, you have the 23, then you have the 45, and then the 67. So it's two, three, four, five, six, seven. It kind of goes together. And and I kind of made the joke that, well, if they're going to run a fourth car down the road one day, what do they run? The 01 or the or the or the 89? You know, what what do they end up picking? You know, I think the 01, 01 would kind of make sense. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't really think that Travis um is is got any real expectations. I mean, obviously he's hoping to qualify for the race. Uh, but there's going to be a stacked field when it comes to the open cars. I mean, it's going to be Pastrana. Uh, Zane Smith is probably going to run for for uh, front row. I'm assuming they're going to run the 35. That's a number they've run in the past. If not, I would assume that they're going to try to get the 26. Um, we still don't know what's going on with, with the 2017 with uh, Team he- Hesburg. Are they going to show up with Villeneuve again? Um, I'm assuming Villeneuve is going to have to be the guy they go with. Unless they end up with Daniel Caviet uh, in that car, I, I I just don't see Danny Caviet running that car. Um, I don't know how his experience was with those guys, but I don't think it was positive. I'll put it to you that way. Um, you know, and then there's there's always some some random entry that comes out, right? You know, so I mean, Pastrana was sort of like the guy that you didn't have on your bingo card making a Daytona 500 start. Uh, Jimmy Johnson obviously is going to you know attempt to make the 500, which I mean, considering how petty GMS ran last year, now it's Legacy Motor Club, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, I don't think there's a lot of, of like, I don't think there's a lot of concern with Jimmy making this race. He's he's going to be in a pretty well-prepared car. He's going to have a pretty damn good crew chief and Todd Gordon calling the race for him. So I don't really expect there to be a real worry if you're in the jimmy johnson camp of making the daytona 500 obviously there's always that things that happen outside of your control you know there's a crash in 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 the clash race that you're in and you're uh i mean in the dual race that you're in and and you're involved in the wreck you know as an open car that would put you out of the race um you know the 62 car is going to show up with austin hill uh for beard motorsports so you know that's a thing um there's not really i mean NBM Motorsports still up in the air what they're going to do with their 2023 plans. I know they are going to try to run Xfinity this year, uh, but there's also been some talk of them running some cup races. Obviously, that's very sponsor dependent. I, I don't think that Carl Long's just going to throw a car together and go down to Daytona and put somebody in the car and and show up and just try to make the race for kicks and giggles. I would assume that they're going to have to have some kind of sponsorship on that car, but. Um, you know, really the, the open cars at Daytona this year, it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a select group, but it's a very, very high pressure group because of who it is. And I think right now the, uh, list, if I'm not mistaken, um, is, is standing around 41 or 42. We haven't done a actual, uh, thing yet. So we're, we're waiting on that. So you got uh, I already said Johnson, you got Pastrana, uh, Zane Smith, uh, and Austin Hill. Obviously, Colleg Racing is bringing their car, um, their extra car, their thir- the number 13 with Chandler Smith. That was another announcement that was made in between last episode and this episode. Kind of, I, I would say Chandler Smith's a little bit of the shock of the group because, you know, 
he hasn't really run that many Xfinity races and you're going to throw him in a cup car. I, I think it's a little, it, it's a little out there. I mean, I think, I know they ran, I think they ran Hemrick last year, if I'm not mistaken, in the 500. I would have run Daniel. If they could have found the sponsor for Daniel, I think that would have been the smarter choice just because he's got that full cup season under his belt. He's got some limited starts in this car last year. I just, you know, you're going to have to out-qualify probably one or two of these cars. And depending on who these other teams that may or may not show up bring, you know, Hesburgh is going to probably, I would assume is going to show up with uh, Villeneuve. I'm assuming that the money team is either going to look at, um, well, I think Kaz Grau is sort of out of it, but I, I'm hearing that the money team uh, is looking to show up, possibly the 50 cars looking to show up with Elio Castro Neves. Now, if Elio Castro Neves shows up and runs, I, you know, what his skill level is going to be behind the wheel of one of these cars, I have no idea. All right. It, it's, you know, you would imagine that it's going to take him some time to get used to him because he's never driven these kinds of cars before. But with the sequential shifting and all that, he's done some sports car racing. So maybe there's a little bit of familiarity. But, I mean, you're going to be holding the thing wide open for the most part, um, which he's probably used to doing in his Indy car days with running the Indy 500. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of that. But I just – throwing Helio in one of these cars and trying to make the race with a car that's – it's not the greatest car in the world, you know? Um mm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I feel like Helio Helio has the the worst shot at making it if he runs a fifty. If he showed up with Trackhouse, I would have put it at a better shot because I think Trackhouse would have been the car. You know, if I'm if I'm an IndyCar five hundred guy or an Indy guy, I shouldn't say Indy five hundred guy, but if I'm if I'm from the IndyCar series, you know, if I'm a Marco Andretti, a Helio Castro Neves, a uh, Ryan Hunter Ray or any of these guys that, you know, maybe have moved on from IndyCar racing or whatever. And they're looking for, Hey, I just want to get back into sports car racing or, or you take a, a Scott Dixon or somebody like that, that maybe wants to try it out. Um, I don't think jumping in the 50 car is the way to go. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, track house would have been a pretty good, uh, pretty good seat. You know, maybe you can twist somebody else's arm, you know, depending on the team, but, um, yeah, I just, I just don't know about that. You know, it's gonna, it's, 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 it's a tough one. Um, and the thing that gets me kind of going a little bit about Pastrana is Pastrana hasn't driven a cup car before, you know, and I think Travis is going to struggle with this thing. And and I kind of got into it with somebody on a, in a Facebook group and, um, you know, you know, someone's trying to tell me, oh, you know, Travis is gonna be fine. He drove Xfinity, you know, for a couple of years. And I said, yeah, you drove Xfinity 10 years ago, you know, and, and the cup car is not that much similar to the Xfinity car anymore. You know, the, the, the cup car is, is a totally different beast compared to Xfinity. I mean, that's why, you know, you look last year at, at the rookie of the year class, right? You had Austin Sindrick came in from Xfinity from the year before, and he struggled last year in that, in that cup car. I mean, yeah, he won Daytona, but you know, he had, what was it? Five or six starts. And one of his starts in, in 2021 was Daytona. So he had a 500 start, albeit he got wrecked out there at the end, you know, when all his Penske teammates decided to wreck in one shot. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic for another day. You know, Austin Sindrick, you know, won that race. Okay, cool. Great. But he struggled the rest of the season. I mean, he was not a factor in a lot of these races. He was okay on some of the road courses, but you know, 
Austin Sindrick was a guy I thought was going to win a couple of races. I honestly thought it. I was like, well, you know, look, I mean, you know, they held him in Xfinity a year so that he went and jumped right into this car and he sucked, you know? And then you look at Briscoe, Briscoe goes out and wins a race last year at Phoenix sucks the rest of the season. But, you know, I think Stuart Haas was off last year. There's no doubt about that. Right. So I think you look at this year and you're like, okay, now you throw Noah Gregson and, um, uh, Ty Gibbs in the mix, you know, what are we going to see here? You know, I don't know, but I think, I think out of the guys that ran Xfinity full-time this year that are running cup full-time this upcoming season between AJ Allmendinger, between Ty Gibbs and between Noah Gregson, AJ Allmendinger is going to have the best year. I, I think out of those three, Allmendinger is going to have the best year. Obviously Allmendinger is not a rookie of the year candidate, but he's going to have the better year because he's, he's been in the cup car a little bit more. I, I do think that Ty has had some experience obviously being in the 45 car slash 23 car filling in for for kurt but i think it's good it's a different pressure now that he's driving the 54 car for for his grandfather's team and he's gonna have essentially chris gales his crew chief i'm assuming he's gonna get the rest of the guys that were on that 18 car i'm assuming that's what he's gonna end up with is, is the rest of the road crew and all that stuff from what was kyle bush's team I think he's just ended up with Chris Gale and maybe some other people, but I think for the most part, the over the wall guys, all that's going to be all, all be Kyle Bush's team. Um, so you think that that's going to be a lot of pressure. And I think part of the reason why they put the 54 on his car and not the 18 is they didn't want to put the pressure of the 18 on this kid. I think Ty's going to struggle this year. I I think, you know, it's, it's going to be a rough year for him. Will he go out there and maybe show show me up at a race or two and 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 run really well? Probably. But I just don't see Ty Gibbs going out there and winning 10 races this year in a cup car. I just don't see it. You know, he was humbled big time when he jumped in that in that uh 45 car. You know, he really didn't have it going for him a lot last year, you know, when he was in that cup car. So um there is a big step. It's a huge step from Xfinity to Cup. And getting back to Pastrana, I mean, here's a guy that hasn't been in a cup car ever, hasn't been in an Xfinity car for over 10 years. And, oh, by the way, he's run, what, two or three truck races in the last five years? That's a tall task to ask this guy to go out there and try to, A, make the race, and, B, go out there and have a great run. That's a tall order. I mean, I know I know that there, that there's a lot of things that are going to go positive for him. He's going to have um, a great race car. He's going to have a great motor. He's going to have a great team behind him. I just think there's a lot of things that might not go well for Travis. And I and I wish him well. I wish he has a great race. I hope he makes the race uh, because I think Travis Pastrana in the Daytona 500 is huge. But I just, I just worry. I just worry that he's going to be either involved in the big one, causes the big one, and then everyone's going to be mad at NASCAR again because they let a guy in who's got very little experience behind the wheel of one of these cars and I'm talking cup cars in a big race in the Daytona 500, which is a career defining race win for a lot of the guys that win this race. Um, I just think it's a, it's a big risk. And, and, you know, we've talked about licensing approvals before on this show. And I, I just think that sometimes NASCAR, you know, they put a name in because they want a name in and they don't really look at what they want. And, you know, I know a lot of people brought up Jennifer Joe Cobb and rightfully so, um, you know, I know a lot of people are still pissed off that, that the fact that, you know, Jennifer Joe Cobb was going to go run a race. I, I want to say it was Talladega with Rick Rare racing. He was, she was going to drive the 15 car 
and um you know she turned around and got you know denied um the the access and then they ended up putting in somebody else in the car i think they just threw jj yale in it uh but you know we've had these situations in the past and sometimes they don't work out i mean you look at kimmy reikonen but kimmy reikonen was in a road course race you know he was in at watkins Glen. he was in I want to say his element because that's really what Formula One racing is, is road course racing, um, albeit at very high rates of speed, albeit not at a track like uh, Watkins Glen, at least in the, in the NASCAR configuration. But he went out and he, 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 he ran respectable. You know, I know he didn't end up with the result he wanted, but he ended up running respectable. And that's what you got to say. You know, Kimmy went out there and did what, you know, he, you thought he would do. Um, probably a little bit better. If you look at, um, you know, Travis, I mean, Travis has done okay, but again, it's 10 years ago. I just think that's a lot of rust on, on there, you know? And I just think these cup cars are just, they drive, they drive differently. I mean, you look at guys, you know, that were really dominant in years past, like, you know, even if you go and just look at Kyle Busch, for example, right? Kyle Busch was winning races left and right you know, in 2020 and, and 2021 and stuff like that. He was winning races, right? All of a sudden, he gets in the next-gen car. He's not as good. Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, same thing. They had dominant 2020s. Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin won, like, like over 50% of the races. Where were both of those guys last year? <laughs> you know? Harvick, I mean, I know Harvick ended up winning two races, but where was Harvick most of it last year? He was not running that great. You know, but he got two wins. I'll say it. He got two wins. Hamlin got a couple wins, too. But I just... I just worry about Pastrana. I, I think it's going to be a little, uh, it's going to be a little tough for that guy. But what do I know? I'm just, you know, sitting here talking to you guys via podcast. So what, what, what the hell do I know is what some people say sometimes, you know, but it is what it is. Um, but anyhow, so, so you got the open cars, um, a lot of sponsor news. I mean, tons of sponsor news. We get, I could have a whole segment just going over sponsor news, you know, um, because th there's that much of it. I mean, it's wild out there right now. Um, we're in paint scheme reveals all the time, but uh, what we're going to do is we're going to end up taking a quick break. But I do want to share a uh, breaking news story that came out uh, earlier this afternoon. There was a uh, a, a fire at uh, Josh Room's shop, the Room Brothers uh, racing shop. Um, it sounds like uh, for the most part, um, everybody is okay. There were three crew members that were transported, uh, to seek medical care. Uh, one of the crew members, um, got treated and released on site and the other two did get transported to different hospitals. I think one uh, received some burns, so they went to like a burn center and then the, uh, other, um, the other crew member went to, um, just a normal hospital, I think with some smoke inhalation and, and some, uh, minor injuries of, of that nature. Um, so hopefully, you know, we're going to hear a positive update at some point from, uh, Josh's team, but just want to send our thoughts and prayers to, uh, the Reun brothers, uh, racing program. And obviously hopefully the damages at the shop are small, but we did see that post, um, that they posted. And that was, uh, that was kind of, you know, kind of shocking. I mean, it was something that, uh, you know, you, you hear sometimes, you know, you'll get your, your, um, uh, a transporter fire or something like that. You know, sometimes those things happen on the road. Um, but to hear something about uh, guys getting hurt at the shop and there was a fire involved, uh, obviously 
had changed the mood pretty seriously this afternoon. So definitely our thoughts and prayers are with Josh Rehome's race team and those team members that are injured. And like I said, hopefully we'll get a positive update and, and anything that we get uh, from the Rehome brothers uh, team, whether it's updates or whatever, we will share with you guys via our social media channels, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever. We'll try to share that all out there with you as we can. So with that, we will take a quick break here on the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. All right, guys, we are back here on the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. I am Bobby Bailey. I am just going to scroll through here and just make sure we chat about all the different news that had happened today because there's a lot of it that happened. So let's start off with um, RFK Racing. So RFK Racing today announced that Solomon Plumbing is going to return to the team for four races in 2023. They're going to be on at Richmond, I'm assuming in April, Nashville Super Speedway, Darlington, and then Talladega. I'm assuming the the Darlington race is the Darlington race in the playoffs and not May Darlington. And then obviously, I'm assuming again, Talladega would be Talladega in the fall, not Talladega in the spring. Uh, yesterday, Ferris, uh, commercial mowers announced that they're going to sponsor Ty Dillon at Spire Motorsports for select races, including this year's Daytona 500 and also select Xfinity series races with RCR, including Darlington. Uh, Ty's going to drive the number three at RCR on a part-time basis in Xfinity, um, with, uh, like I said, Ferris commercial mowers. Uh, Sam Hunt Racing today announced that Parker Chase will drive the number 24 car in select races, starting with the Daytona Xfinity Series race. Um, they Sam Hunt Racing also announced yesterday that Tyler Reddick is going to drive for them in select races in the number 24 as well. And I believe Tyler's first race, if I'm not mistaken, is... Give me a second here. Uh, is going to be Auto Club Speedway. So he's going to run part-time for him. Like I said, starting at um, uh, Auto Club. So Sam Hunt will have them. And then obviously their their primary driver of that car is going to be Connor Mozak, um, who is going to run the majority of the season. But there's some races that obviously Connor is not going to run. Um, but he's going to earn – he's going to run – the majority of the season, uh, 20 races. And then, like I said, there's 13 races that I guess are going to get split some between Tyler Reddick. I think Reddick can only run five. And then I think Parker chase is probably going to fill out the schedule with that team and run the other couple of races that that would be left, which would probably be somewhere around eight if I did my math, right? So there's that. So then let's also now go back and scroll through here. Quincy compressor is going to be a primary sponsor for, uh, front Row Motorsports in 2023. They're going to be on three races with Todd Gilliland. The races that they will be with the 38 car will be at Richmond in uh, April, Darlington in May, and then Martinsville in October. They kicked the deal off with a one-race deal with Michael McDowell on at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Also, kind of, I guess, really the big news of the day, Chase Briscoe has re-signed with Stuart Haas Racing on a multi-year contract extension. Number of years was not mentioned in the press release, but I'm assuming multi-year means more than than two, uh, or more than one, so it's at least a two-year deal, but probably uh, more than that, probably three or four if I had to guess. 
Uh, obviously, Briscoe uh, won his first ever cup race uh, last year at Phoenix and, um, you know, is a big piece of what they're looking to secure for the future. So that answers one question about the 2022 offseason. I mean, the 2023 offseason is Chase Briscoe's going to stay in Stuart Haas. Also, late last night, Greg Galding announced that he's going to return to SS Greenlight Racing full-time in 2023. He's going to come back and drive the number 08 car. His sponsors will be announced at a later date, but he is back with the 08. And I can also add to that a little bit um, that the 08, as far as I know, is going to be a mix of Chevys and Fords. A lot of the Chevy cars are going to be cars that they've had previously. The Fords might be a couple of them that they run uh, previously, but they were not the cars that Joe Graff Jr. Uh, and his dad used to own. Those cars have been moved on to another organization, and it will be a Ford team that they're going to. Uh, I can say that, but I don't want to out too much more than that. I think I think I already said that he's going to a certain team, so I, I just we're gonna let let the listener go find out what what team it is because it, I did mention it once. It might have been a Freudian slip. I might have Freudian slipped it in an episode, but um, you know he might be going for a car, a, a team he drove for last year when he DNQ'd at Auto Club Speedway. So for those of you that are really good with Google, just go on and find out where Joe Graff Jr. Uh, w- w- you know, go look at Joe Graff Jr. Auto Club Speedway and figure out when he DNQ'd what car he jumped in, and that will give you a clue on his 2023 entry. And the source, and the source, and the source will be, dude. Trust me, bro. Just, just like all those other people thought, you know, when I, when I broke the Haley Deegan news, it'll be, it'll just be, dude. Trust me, bro. That, that's going to be the source. All right. Like I said, the grass, the grass owned the cars that Joe Graff Jr. was driving, the chassis, the bodies. I guess they, I guess you know, I don't know how that all works. Like I don't know if if you own the chassis, do you have to pay for the bodies too? I mean, I don't know how that works. Or or they had a deal with SS Greenlight that they were going to put the bodies on. You know, I don't know. It's kind of strange. Um, and then the other, let's see what else is on here. I'm just going through my Twitter. Um, oh, we got uh, we got Chase Elliott news. Chase Elliott's going to drive at uh, in the truck series at Daytona. He's going to drive for McAnally uh, Hillman Racing. I think it's how it's called. I don't know. He's going to drive for the 35 team. He's going to replace uh, Jake Garcia. Jake Garcia is 17. He's going to turn 18 before, I believe, Las Vegas. So he will be back in the truck for that. But uh, Chase Elliott's going to make his first super speedway truck start. He's only got like 11 or 12 truck starts in his career. But for Chase Elliott, he's going to make his first start for the 35 team. And in case you're curious, yes, they do get their stuff from GMS Racing, which is where Chase has virtually made all of his truck series starts with GMS Racing. Uh, He made a couple back in the day for, uh, I think he made one in that 71 truck for Contreras Motorsports. But it was really a Hendrick Motorsports dressed up truck of, of what I recall. Uh, Because previously to that, Chase had made all his starts for Hendrick Motorsports, but it was technically Bill Elliott Racing. But we won't get into that saga today. Um, And then (laughs) we still haven't found out the sponsors for Legacy Motor Motor Club outside of of Jimmy Johnson. I mean, we know that um, 
we know that they're going to have Carvana on Jimmy's 84 car for the Daytona 500, but we don't know who Eric Jones' sponsor is, and we sure as heck don't know who Noah Gregson's going to have. Apparently, we're going to find out the clash because apparently Noah has a fire suit. Uh, they kind of did this like you know fake like fan interaction thing on it on their on uh, Legacy Motor Club's Facebook page. I mean on their Twitter. I'm sorry. And uh, you know he said, "Ah, nah, man, you gotta wait for the clash." You know, Eric's in the same boat. So I guess they're going to do the sponsor reveal at the clash. I mean, I'm whatever if that's their if that's their motive. Um, that's an interesting kind of move if you ask me. But whatever, teach their own. Um, but let's talk a little bit about this Legacy Motor Club. I know there's a lot of people up in arms about this, and there's it, it's it, it's anytime there's change, there's going to be that group of people that complain about it. And I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. NASCAR fans are probably some of the most indecisive people that I've known. Uh, there are those fans out there that will basically complain about any kind of change because they're making a change. Like I'll give you a great example. And, and this is kind of, we're going to take the long way there because I don't really know what the hell else we're going to talk about um, after I blow through all this news that we've had the last week and a half. But you know, NASCAR um, is testing uh, yesterday and today. They're testing out at Phoenix, and they're te- one of the things they're testing on this next gen car is a muffler, right? So they're testing this muffler. It's supposed to reduce the the noise level of the car somewhere between six to ten decibels. Okay, now to the average person, six to ten decibels is not going to be a noticeable difference, but but. There are people on Twitter right now that are losing their minds and having meltdowns because they're reducing the noise of the cars by 6 to 10 decibels because they have nothing better to do than to complain about a muffler being on a NASCAR Cup car. Let's not understand the reason why they're on the car. Let's not try to think outside the box a little bit. Let's just say, my God, they're making a change. I hate NASCAR. This is why they're losing fans. And that's what's happening, right? So NASCAR is real. The real reason why they're doing this is because NASCAR is going to race at the Chicago street course. It's a residential area. NASCAR, I'm sure, has maybe been brought some concern about the noise level that will be in that area by the residents and by people maybe within the the, the town, you know, the city council and things like that. And they're asking NASCAR to see what they could do to reduce the noise level. And NASCAR has come around and said, listen, we could put a muffler on the car. It'll reduce it 6 to 10 decibels. It'll make it more manageable for people to hear. And, you know, what they're thinking of is the people that this is the first time you've ever gone to a NASCAR race. You have no idea how loud those cars are. Because if you listen to a NASCAR race on TV, it does not sound like that in person. It's much louder, right? And if you go to, especially if you go to LA Coliseum, it's a it's a very small area, and the noise really doesn't dissipate any, right? Like if if I go to Pocono, and and sit in the grandstands, it's my first time going to a NASCAR race, right? You go to Pocono Raceway out in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. It's a two and a half mile track. You hear the noise for a little bit, but once the guys, you know, once they get down off of turn one and two, the noise dissipates because of how far away the car or cars are. So you can hear the noise. It's a lot less painful, maybe not painful, but it's, it's a lot less noisy 
it's a lot more like because the noise travels, right? It goes around the track. It's going to, you know, come back around in a little bit. So when you're sitting at a, at a big track like a Pocono, there are people that I see all the time sitting in the stands don't wear any ear protection. And I sit there and say to myself, I don't know what the hell's wrong with these people because I've been going to NASCAR races for most of my life. I, I have I have a headset. I have a headset. I go to the track. I have a headset. Now, I, I also am one of those people that I have the radio, the scanner. So I have it plugged in um, and, and, and I'm listening to the race and that's what I'm doing. And I have one of those connected ones where Alyssa and I can listen to one uh, scanner radio. But, um, you know, we, we could also, you know, do that. We also have that kind of headset that we could actually plug in and talk to each other as well. So, you know, I, I'm I'm not saying that's what you need to have. You can go to the track with just simple noise reduction earphones and that, uh, headphones. And that's what some people go to the track with. They just go and they have the ear protectors or they get the little, um, you know, the little molded, you know, the piece that goes in your ear, the little earbud things that, you know, you stick it in your, you shove it in your ear and, you know, it, it, it bolts your ear and it kind of reduces the noise for you. Um, but I've, you know, being a fan, I like to go and I like to listen to the track, the chatter between the drivers and the crews and all that stuff. I love that. That's what I like hearing when I go to the racetrack. You know, if I'm sitting at home, like, yeah, I like the commentary of hearing, you know, Mike Joy, Clint Boyer, and, and whoever else is in the booth with Fox um, chatter. Or I like listening to NASCAR and NBC, and I like listening to Rick Allen. Um, you know, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but, you know, you, you have Rick Allen, you have Jeff Burton, you have Steve Tart and Dale Jr., right? Um, so, so, you know, I don't mind that at home. But when I'm at the track, I want to hear, I want to hear the drivers and, and spotters and, and crew chiefs communicating i like hearing that because it's something i don't hear a lot at home right i don't pay for the stupid you know nascar scanner subscription because i'm not going to go sit in in a in a different room than than everybody else and just listen to that i'll listen to what's on the tv right or if i really want to i can mute the tv and i can turn on sirius xm nascar radio and, and do it that way but there's such a delay with that now that it, <laughs> it ain't gonna match up with the tv so forget that but I mean, that's that's only because I only have the apps. It's not like I have an actual hard, hard uh, radio or something. You know, it's serious. But that's a whole nother, whole nother side discussion. Um, but anyhow, so the fans are complaining about the noise decibels, right? So Jimmy Johnson goes and buys into uh, what was then called Petty GMS, and we all knew a rebrand was coming because they kind of said they said, listen. You know, there's probably going to be a name change. We'll announce that when when we're ready for it. But we just wanted to get out in front of this and let everybody know Jimmy's bought into the team. He's going to be a part of this team for a long time, blah, 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 blah. So they come around. They make the announcement. Jimmy goes on the Today Show and com comes out and says it's Le Legacy Motor Club. And I and the first thing I thought of when I saw the name Legacy Motor Club, I said, oh, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> you know, the the the. The, this is gonna this is gonna piss the fan base off because I said I said I know two people two types of people are gonna be pissed off about this the quote unquote legacy fan right who's gonna say now NASCAR has got no connection to its roots because they got rid of the petty name right and then there's gonna be another group that's gonna complain about the fact that it's not called Legacy Motorsports it's called Legacy Motor Club you know and someone's gonna complain that they had to be unique and they had to come up with club and not use motorsports so I knew that was gonna be a problem. So I'm scrolling through, scrolling through, and I'm just seeing people berating this team left and right because they're not using the penny name. And and I'm going to be frank with you all. 
I don't care that they're not using the Petty name, okay? At the end of the day, Richard Petty, albeit he is the king of NASCAR, he is the 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 you know one of the all time greats, right? Richard Petty is not bigger than NASCAR, okay? Let's get that straight right here and right now, okay? Yes, Richard Petty definitely helped put NASCAR on the map. Yes, he is a big name. He's like an iconic name in this sport, but he is not bigger than the sport of NASCAR, okay? Now, Dale Ear- now Dale Earnhardt, there is no Earnhardt Racing team. Now, we can get in and debate why that's the case, but there isn't one, okay? Eventually, people are going to move, you know, are going to pass away, move on, things happen, right? Kyle, I don't think, Kyle Petty, I don't think, has ever mentioned that he wants to take over the team, right? Because if that was the case, then that would have been the thing, right? It would have just stayed Petty Enterprises, Petty Enterprises, Petty Enterprises all the way through. It's not, that's not what happened, right? So somewhere along the way, Richard Petty gave up majority stake of this comp- of, of the race team. When, when they got merged in with, I believe it was Ray Abraham, and they became Petty, you know, uh, what was it? Um, it was it was actually they became Richard Petty Motorsports at that time because uh, it was Gillette Everham, and then they merged in with Petty, and I think absorbed what was left over of Yates Racing at the time uh, because Yates was was thrown in with Petty, and that's how RPM started, and that's why they were with Ford and not Dodge. Um, but when that whole thing went down, Andrew Merdstein bought eighty percent at the time. He bought eighty percent or what we thought was 80% of Richard Petty Motorsports. Somewhere along the line, there was they bought more of the team out, and basically Richard Petty at, at one point now had owned only 10% of the team. And one of the things we heard uh, last offseason, not this past offseason, last offseason, the 21-22 offseason, was they were looking to sell the team, right? Right. You know, Andrew was in a bunch of trouble financially and they had to get out. You know, they were they were in real debt. And one of the reasons why Dale Jr. didn't buy into that program was they had to put the Petty name first. So it was going to have to be Petty Jr. Motorsports, even though Dale Jr. was buying the majority of the program, they would have had to have put the Petty name first. And I think Dale Jr. had a problem with that. I think he had a major problem with that because he wanted it to be Junior Motorsports. He didn't want it to be Petty Junior Motorsports. It's just like when they were renting the what is now the 42 charter out to the uh, to Rick Ware's team. It was always Petty Ware Racing, right? Because Petty had to go first. Even though Richard had nothing to do with the ownership of that team, it was always Petty's name first. So I think when they redid this thing, I, I think they were very smart and just call it legacy because at the end of the day, Richard's probably now got an even smaller share of the program. Jimmy's got some kind of piece of this team, and there's Maury Gallagher. Out of the three guys that own this team, you would like to think that Jimmy Johnson and probably Spencer Gallagher are going to run this program going forward. and. Richard Petty might be only around for, you know, so long. So I think it's a smart decision. It kind of gives them that next step. And and, and listen, I, I understand the fans that are upset. 
that the petty name's not going to be around. But Richard's not going anywhere. Richard isn't leaving. He's still part of the team. They're calling him a brand, a, a team ambassador. Um, and he still has maybe some little ownership stake in this team. He's still there. You know, he's still going to be a part of that team. He's still going to be, you know, you're still going to see him strutting around the garage area wearing Legacy Motor Club apparel because he's a team ambassador. So he's still going to be around. He's just, it's not going to be his team. And, but in all honesty, it hasn't been Richard Petty's team in over a decade, folks. It hasn't been his team in over a decade. You know, when, when, when Petty Enterprises went away, that was really when the Richard Petty team that we all know and love and Richard owned it and everything. That's when that team died. If you want to ask me, not a, a couple weeks ago, cause Jimmy Johnson renamed it legacy motor club. So just keep some perspective when, when some of these changes come up, you know, again, with the muffler thing, I mean, come on, they're going into a residential area, running a street course. Of course, they're going to run mufflers. They're looking at, running potentially down the road, looking at New York city, running a street course there, they would probably have to run mufflers there. They run the LA Coliseum. And last year they're noticing that there's parents that aren't buying their kids. Hit, um, um, you know, noise protection, ear protection. <coughs> you know, I, I, it, it, to, to me, I, I've only, I noticed it this year. I felt like the cars, the cup cars were louder than the the uh, old cup cars were. I, I think they are. I think they are a little bit louder. And do I think 6 to 10 decibels is going to make a big difference? Hell no. Hell no. Not going to make a difference. I love the way these cup cars sound. But I don't think the muffler is going to take away from it. You know, some, some of these people, you got nothing better to do than, than, than to complain. You know, I, I really think. I really think that's the case. There's some really people out there that just love to complain about anything. And uh, I spent way too long on that. But here we go. Let's let's keep scrolling through here and see what else I, I missed from the last week and a half. Uh, Best Pro Shops is back with Austin Dillon. They're going to continue to sponsor his number three uh, Chevrolet uh, Camaro in the Cup Series for multiple races. Uh, Celsius is going to sponsor Spire Motorsports and Corey LaJoy for multiple races, starting with the Daytona 500. It's a three-race deal. NorCal Equipment Rentals will be on Spencer Boyd's uh, truck at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And I think that's it as far as uh, we went with on Twitter. So um, we got that. Let's see. Let's check the old facey book. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, if you haven't yet, what, two, four, six, eight, 10, 11. Wow. So Ream just released their schedule for the 20 car and they're doing 11 races with Christopher Bell. They're going to do Phoenix on March 12th, Richmond in April, April 2nd, Talladega, April 23rd, Dover, April 30th, Sonoma, June 11th, Atlanta, July 9th. New Hampshire, July uh, 16th, Michigan, August 6th, Indy, August 13th, Las Vegas, October 16th, and Homestead, Miami on October 22nd. I felt like they did more than 11 races last year. I wonder if that's a sign. I wonder if that's a sign. It's very interesting. 
That's very, very, very interesting to me. We'll see how that plays out. Because I think I've seen it all. Wow, that's crazy. All right, um, let's go through the Facebook here real quick. I know I'm running out of time on this on this segment. Uh, Worldwide Express is going to be back with Trackhouse in 2023. They're going to do a total of 21 cup races, 19 with Ross Chastain and two with Daniel Suarez. Lawless Allen returns to Nice Motorsports in the Craftsman Truck Series. He's going to run the 45 truck full-time. Nice is going to go down to two trucks. Uh, Lawless Allen will continue to be sponsored by Auto Park It uh, and their other associated brands where he did the RFK News. Uh, Circle, I believe that's how you pronounce it, um, is going to continue to sponsor Daniel Hemrick in the Xfinity Series. They're going to do 14 races. Their first race will be the Beef, it's what's for dinner 300 at Daytona. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? Uh, if you go on the Facebook page, you will see the paint scheme for Cole Custer's 2023 Haas Automation Ford Mustang. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of, you know, uh, along the like of what Cole ran a lot in Xfinity. So not a big difference. Uh, Boot Barn is going to be back. Uh, Boot Barn will be on. Todd Gillen's number 38 Mustang for the all-star open at North Wilkesboro. They'll be on for the Coke 600 at Charlotte Daytona in August, Kansas in October and Phoenix at, uh, in November. They're also going to sponsor Zane Smith in his number 38 F one fifty at North Wilkesboro speedway, Martinsville speedway and Lucas oil raceway park. We previously talked about uh, Rion Brothers, but they are going to be back with the Ford Camp uh, starting in 2023. Actually, I really shouldn't say he's back. They're joining the Ford Camp starting in 2023. Mason Massey is going to drive the number 33 F-150 on a full-time basis. The 34 truck will be a full-time team, but we'll have multiple drivers rotating through it during the course of the season. We alluded to it, but Todd Gordon is going to join Legacy Motor Club as the crew chief for Jimmy Johnson. And the number 84 Chevrolet Gordon uh, last crew chief at team Penske. He was Ryan Blaney's crew chief, but he won the championship in 2018 with Joey Logano. Speedy cash is back in 2023 with front row motorsports. They're going to sponsor Todd Golan in six races and Zane Smith will get a one race primary sponsorship in the truck series with them. Speedy cash was recently acquired by community choice financial this past off season. And we already talked about Justin Haley uh, going to be back with the with uh, Xfinity uh, for colleague. He's going to drive part time in the number ten Chevrolet. He's going to run Daytona, and then several other races will be uh, determined as they go. Uh, look for Leaf Filter to be the sponsor of that car. Uh, Island Brands and their different uh, uh, beer companies are going to be sponsoring. Kaz Growler in 2023. They're going to do 23 races and the Island Lager Coaster uh, Island Coaster Lager is going to be on the car for multiple races. Uh, Speedco and Loves are back with uh, front row as well. They're going to do half the season with Michael McDowell. Loves will. Uh, so 18 races and then Speedco will return to sponsor Zane Smith and will step up to be the anchor partner of the truck. I don't know exactly how many races that's going to be. I don't think it was mentioned in the PR email that I got, but they're going to be the anchor partner on the 38 truck. So cool news there. 
And then we also know that um, DeWalt's coming back with uh, Christopher Bell. They're going to do 10 races. So with the 11 that Ream just uh, announced they're doing, brings them up to 21 races. I'm assuming there's going to be other partners on that car. And I think, I think that's almost everything. I know, I know I didn't go over the, uh, there was one thing I wanted to talk about. Actually, a couple things. Jesus, there's still more stuff here. Um, Ryan Vargas is going to drive for On Point Motorsports uh, in multiple races in 2023. He's going to make his first start of the season in the truck series at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ryan is also going to drive for uh, basically what, we, what used to be called Mike Harmon races, but it's CHK Racing now. He's going to drive for them uh, the majority of the season, and he's going to start at Daytona. Uh, Ligaris, I think it's Leargas uh, Security will be the primary sponsor for him at Atlanta and will also sponsor him at Daytona. You can see some of the, the scheme reveals. There's uh Justin Algeyer's uh, brand schemes on here. Uh, the units truck for Tyler Hill will be on there. Um, they're going to be sponsoring Hill Motorsports for six races. And then net spend is going to sponsor Kyle Busch in multiple races uh, this season, starting at Coda and then Rude Bush Development and Construction will sponsor Todd Gillen in five NASCAR Cup Series races in 2023. The first will be at Las Vegas and will also include Coda, Darlington, Worldwide Technology, and uh, Raceway, and Nashville Super Speedway. And I think we covered it. I think we did. So that's it. That is that is all the news. All the news. So like I said, NASCAR is testing out there today at Phoenix. They are testing multiple things. They're testing spoiler heights. They're testing all kinds of stuff. So we'll have a lot more to talk about next week here on the Coochie's Corner Podcast. Until next time, have fun. Actually, we'll probably do another segment. You're listening to the Coochie's Corner Podcast here on Bobby Bailey. I, I, I couldn't just leave the episode like that. We got to do at least – we got to do a little something. So on the other side of this break, we will do a little season preview. How about that? We'll look ahead to the Bush, cla- the Bush Light Clash out at the L.A. Coliseum, and we'll get you guys set up because, you know, we're a couple weeks away from some racing finally. Finally. Here on the Crew Cheese Corner Podcast, hosted by Bobby Bailey. Hey guys, it's Bobby here for Coochie's Corner. I have a great deal I want to talk to you guys about. So you guys know I'm into NASCAR diecast. I collect it with a great passion. It's probably my biggest hobby that I have is collecting different driver diecasts. And one of those great sites I go to and visit all the time is CircleBDiecast.com. It is where I get all the latest diecasts. They have all kinds of different drivers. So if you're into Kyle Larson, you're a Chase Elliott fan, William Byron, Alex Bowman, um, you name it, they have it. They also have great apparel. So you can get your t-shirts there. You can get hats there. They even have novelty items. So you could get like a bumper sticker, keychains, you name it. CircleBDiecast.com has it. And what's great for you as a Crew Chiefs Corner podcast listener, if you use my promo code Crew Chiefs Corner, it's all one word, no apostrophe in the S. Crew Chiefs Corner will get you five bucks off any U.S. order over $30. That's a great deal. Even today, in this crazy period with prices going up, we will still get you $5 off your shipping order from Circle B Diecast on any order in the continental U.S. that is over $30. So remember, use my promo code Crew Chiefs Corner. 
That way there, Brent and LaDonna know I sent you there, and you guys can get all the latest and greatest diecasts that you are looking for. Again, you can even get your favorite driver's diecast. You can get last week's race-winning diecast. It's all there at circlebdiecast.com. And I want to thank them for all their support of the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. Thanks, guys. And check out circlebdiecast.com. Check out thecrewchief.net for all the latest NASCAR news, driver points, owner points, uh, race results, race schedules, paint schemes, and of course, all the latest news and information. That's once again, that's thecrewchief.net, your portal to the world of NASCAR silly season news and racing statistics. All right, guys, we, we couldn't end it just, you know, just talking about news and stuff. We had to do something. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Bush Clash uh, that's coming up at the L.A. Coliseum. It's the second year in a row they've done this. So I know a lot of people had some mixed reviews about the first go around. And, and you know, I think, <clears throat> you know, we're going to do this obviously this year. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm assuming that NASCAR is going to try to maybe think about what they're going to do with this event next year. If I'm a betting man, we're not back in LA next year. If I'm a betting man, NASCAR is going to take take the show on the road, and maybe we go to another market. Maybe we go somewhere else. I would be all in favor if NASCAR decided that they're going to go take this to you know some other market that you know maybe doesn't have a NASCAR event. Um, I mean, I think LA works. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea, but I just think that NASCAR's got to do something a little bit different next year. Um, you know, with this, I, I think, I think the notion of you have to run the same thing year after year, after year, after year, after year, after year is, is, is kind of gone by the wayside. I think you've seen that a little bit with NASCAR going to new places. Like they went to gateway this past season and, and you saw a pretty good crowd there. I mean, I know that they, they, they don't have the seating that like a Daytona has or a Talladega, but they had a decent crowd for what they have out there at St. Louis. And, and it's a very passionate fan base. Um, so I think there's other areas of this country we could go race. And I know in the middle of February or the beginning of February, February, like this event is, it's hard to go to a lot of places. Like it would be really hard to go say next year, hey, you're going to go run this event at MetLife Stadium in, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You ain't doing that. Uh, but you might go and say, hey, you know, we might go and run this now next year at, you know, pick a pick a venue you know maybe they go run this in like downtown houston or something you know they go to a, a venue you know maybe they go to nrg stadium you know and, and run this there or they go you know do something crazy um i i think that there's a possibility that this event's not back at the at the la coliseum next year but i wouldn't mind it back there i just think that you know you don't want to keep doing something year after year after year after year when you're trying to attract new fans into the into the you know, into the sport. Um, so I think NASCAR has got to find that balance. Um, I like what they're doing with the all-star race at North Wilkesboro, but I don't want this to become, Hey, we're going to run the all-star race every year now in North Wilkesboro for the next 10 years. No, y you want to run the race there this year. Fine. Maybe what you do in 2024 is you take the race and you go somewhere else. You know, maybe you go and take the race to, I don't know, somewhere else, <laughs> you know, Maybe, maybe they get the deal done 
you know, in the next couple of years and they go run the all-star race at the fairgrounds in Nashville. Maybe that's what they do. Um, you know, I don't think we need to have the all-star race be at North Wilkesboro every year, but I think if they want to go, like the fans are really clamoring for another race at Bristol on the concrete. So maybe what you do is you make net, you know, maybe you do 2024 Bristol concrete, right? Um, you know, and, and and I think there's some shuffling that 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 SMI could do. I I do think that whenever they get the possibility to run the fairgrounds as a as a race, and and there's been some chatter about them maybe in the Bristol uh, dirt race kind of alternating year after year. Maybe the year that you don't have that race at that other track is the year they get the All Star race. So like for example, the first year Bristol loses that that spring date, you give them the All Star race. And I don't want the all-star race on dirt. I want the all-star race on concrete and you give them that date. And then when Nashville loses the date and they have nothing, you give them the all-star race. And then maybe what you do the the year after that, instead of going right back to Bristol, maybe you take that and say, okay, we'll we'll go to North Wilkesboro the year after that. I think if they rotate the all-star race and it stays around three or four different tracks, you know, I think that would work. But I do think that that would be kind of a cool thing to – to kind of give the, the fairgrounds a race like the all-star race every other year or something so that the year that they don't have a points paying race, they can run the all-star race there. And it kind of, it gives, it gives the the fans something to latch onto at that track. Like, Hey, you know, we're not going to have the, uh, the cup, you know, we're not going to have the cup race next year, but we're going to have, you know, the all-star race here instead. And we're going to get that truck race, you know, and, and maybe that's what they do. I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box, but, I think the clash NASCAR has got to do something with it. You know, maybe next year they turn around and they say, Hey, we want to go run, <laughs> you know, we want to go run, you know, this race at, well, you know, a different track, you know, we're going to go to Homestead and run the all-star race. I mean, the clash next year, we're going to go run the clash, you know, in the all-star, uh, you know, I'm sorry. They're going to run the clash down at Homestead, Miami, you know, give that place a date. Um, you know, cause I think that would be, I think, I think Homestead Miami would be a fun clash. And I think the drivers would enjoy it because that's kind of like what I think the clash, it doesn't have to outshine the all-star race, but it has to be, it has to be something that the guys want to go and run. And I think running Homestead Miami would be a cool race. I think it's, it's a little bit different Then you're not back there until later in the year, right? You're not now running that race again until October. So I think that that would be a perfect way. It gives you that kind of Florida Speed Weeks feel that we used to have at Daytona when they used to run the Clash. Then you'd you know then you'd go right in, roll into qualifying, then you'd roll into Speed Weeks. I think if they they take it and bring it to Homestead Miami next year, run it down there, do like they're doing it this week where they run it in in you know a week before you know a week before the Super Bowl, right? Then you have Super Bowl week. Then you have the Daytona 500 stuff. I think if you package it right and and maybe you work with some folks, maybe at New Smyrna or something, and maybe put some NASCAR stuff together to run at New Smyrna, like you kick off your whale and modified tour, you run maybe, you know, you get with Junior and you bring the cars tour down there and, and the weekly racing series runs a race or something. You can maybe make, believe it or not, a Florida speed weeks for the fan that wants to go see the Bush clash, hang out there for a week, then go to the Daytona 500. I think it would, I think it could work. 
but I don't run NASCAR. But I think it would be a fun idea. But anyhow, um, you know, I think going into this race this year, obviously a lot of people know what, what to expect. They think it's going to be a beat and bang fest. Um, might be hard to pass still there. I, I You know, I, I just think it's too tight of a track. I That's what I said. I, I really do think Homestead Miami would be almost like the perfect place for that track because the drivers love it. It would, you know, it's like a mile and a half track, but it's not, it's not a D shaped mile and a half. It's, it's a right track, man. I'm just telling you, I think, I think I'm onto something there. I think Phoenix, I, I think Homestead Miami would be the perfect place for the clash. I really do. I think it'd be a fun track. Um, I, I think the other thing you gotta do is like, let these guys go, like, let them have a, a it's a non points race. Let them, let them have this race where they could go run whatever the hell they want. Let them have at it for a race. And I want to see these cars tricked out. I want to see what these teams could do. Let them tweak these things a little bit within the rules. Um, you know, but let them have at it, man. Let them have, I mean, I would even say throw the rules out. What, who the hell cares about the rules? It's a non-points race. Who cares? You know, but you don't want them going to building special cars. You want them to get the cars and maybe do, say, here are the perimeters of the box that you have. You can do what you want with the car, but you can't do X, Y, you know, you can't, can only do X, Y, and Z. You can't, like, just, you know, free-for-all build a car. Uh, but I think it would be kind of cool to let these guys go out there and kind of run a little maybe different package, maybe, you know, do something kind of cool. Uh, you know, I think it'd be neat. I think it'd be neat. I think it'd be a big sell. I think the drivers will love it because every driver I've ever talked to loves Homestead Miami. Says nothing but great things about that track. I think it would be a fun clash race. I really do. And I think you keep the, the the people in the area, you know, you're keeping them in Florida. I think Miami would be, you know, Homestead Miami would be hot, you know, kind of commodity ticket to get. I think people would enjoy that, man. I think it would be fun. But, you know, like I said, we got to get Ben Kennedy on board. I got to get I gotta get Ben on, on board with this idea. I got to, like, kind of, like, push it, push it out there. Um, but, no, I think that the race is going to be kind of exciting. I like the heats. I like what they do out there with the concept of it. I don't think you can do that at Homestead Miami. You'd have to run a different type of event. But, um, you know, again, I wouldn't even mind if they said, hey, you know, we're going to run New Smyrna, you know, with the clash. I mean, think about how many people's minds would blow if they turned around and said that. People would, like, their heads would spin. Oh, wait, they're going to run this at New Smyrna? Man, that's going to be awesome. It could work. But, I mean, I know NASCAR, they ain't going to do that. They're going to go, they'd rather go run Homestead Miami before they run New Smyrna. I know that much. Um, cause it's, it's their date. I mean, it's their property. It's their, it's their money they're spending. So they'd rather, you know, if they're not going to do it in LA, they're going to do it somewhere that, that they feel like they can, they can convert some people over to be NASCAR fans. And, and the LA market is so desirable right now for NASCAR. I mean, they're, they're looking for that younger hip audience. They're looking for that. And that's what they're, they're going to go get out in LA. But again, you don't want to keep having this event every year. Cause then people get used to it or get, you know, and, and then, you know, you got to like kind of like pull it, you know, I think they got to pull it next year. I think they got to go to somewhere else, but we'll see what happens. Um, as far as race win, I, who the hell knows? Logano was pretty good out there last year. I mean, I say Joey would be a good pick, but I mean, it's a short track. I mean, anything's going to happen. Anything can and will happen. I mean, you know, there's probably going to be some beating and banging. I would assume guys are going to be, you know, kind of ruthless a little bit and, and we'll see, but uh, you know, as far as like race picks go, I mean, it's really anybody's race. I mean, I think Logano's got a really good shot at repeating, but I mean, you have other guys out there. I mean, Ryan Priest ran pretty good there. You know, Justin Haley ran good there last year. So I think Priest is going to be a, a, some, a, a factor. I think Haley's going to be a factor. 
Um, but you know, it's all about the short track program, you know, and, and, and Logano had a pretty good short track program last year. So, uh, I think those guys are going to be hard to beat, you know, and I just, and I put me down for Joey Logano repeating at the clash, uh, there, uh, but getting into this upcoming season, I, I don't really know. I mean, this is kind of a weird year where the teams aren't building cars. You know, they're getting these cars from from the, the suppliers and, and getting them back and they're putting them back together and they're, they're doing their work on them. And there's little things here and there they could probably do a little bit with, but there's not much. Um, so realistically, I think this year it's, it's really going to be, you know, who who's, you know, who's doing the R&D work in the engine shop? Who's, you know, is, is Roush Yates spending a lot of money? You know, on, de- on development, uh, what did Hendrick and, and Childress come up with? Uh, what did TRD come up with for Toyota? Y- you know, it's going to be a little weird. The one thing I think everyone wants to see is is basically the four big moves this year. So everybody wants to see how JGR does without Kyle Busch. Everybody wants to see how RCR does with Kyle Busch, right? Then there's kind of like those inner team kind of dynamics. Like how does uh, 2311 do with uh, Tyler Reddick driving the 45 this year? You know, I think Reddick is is gonna be good over there. I just think it's gonna take him some time. You know, he's he's gonna have to learn. Um, you know, he's gonna have to learn a little bit about these car. I mean, about the Toyota car, how it races, how the motor is a little, maybe a little bit different than the RCR stuff. Um, but I think he's gonna be a quick learner. I think he, he'll be pretty good over there. And and and, and Reddick's talented. I mean, Tyler Reddick is gonna be good. Um. Where it might be a little bit interesting is is crew chief related because, you know, he's working with a crew chief he hasn't really worked with that much, I think, if ever in his career. So he's going to have a little bit different, um, you know, thing over there. He doesn't have Randall Burnett with him, uh, who, who's been with him his entire career as far as Cup and Xfinity goes. So he's got a little bit of a different ear in his, uh, you know, different um, voice in his ear this year. And, and that's going to, you know, obviously take some some time to get used to and things like that. Um you know, but I think he's got a. I mean, he's got a solid team. I mean, that team technically won one race last year. Um, you know, and 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 you know, did okay the rest of the season. I mean, Ty Gibbs didn't really do great behind the wheel of that car, but you know, they won one race, and and you know, one of their cars that that they built, um, you know, won won two races technically. So, you know, we'll see how that all pans out. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. You know, you're gonna see that. Then Kyle going over RCR. I mean, I know a lot of people are, are probably going to say, oh, Kyle's going to struggle. I, I think Kyle's going to do pretty good over that. I think Kyle's going to pick up kind of quick. Um, he's got a great crew chief. We know what Randall's capable of. I think Kyle's going to do pretty good over there. I, I don't know how many wins he's going to get. He might get two. Um, I just I just think that he's going to make RCR better. And I think that's only going to benefit that program down the road. As, as they continue to grow. I mean, I think it's it's no secret that Austin Hill is probably going to be getting groomed here in the next, the, you know, this season, probably go cup racing in 2024. So there's probably going to be another car uh, at RCR in 2024. And, and I'm assuming what Kyle's there, part of the reason why Kyle's there is to help that team out and make that team better. Because, listen, I mean, you know, you lose Tyler Reddick. I mean, Austin Dillon is not the A driver over at RCR. We all know that RCR is going to put all their eggs behind the Kyle Busch bas- basket if they're smart, right? So you know that Kyle Busch is going to know kind of what's r- right and wrong with the car. He's going to be able to give that good information to the team and really help like Andy Petrie out and those folks really make some good decisions and making that car better and that program better. Um, so he could definitely help them out there. He could definitely help out with like, you know, 
personnel, things like that. I mean, Kyle knows a lot of stuff. I mean, and, and Kyle brings all also over his his truck program to Chevrolet, which I think is going to be a big plus because Chevrolet's development program really has been junior motorsports. Uh, a little bit of some of the RCR guys, you know, have gone uh, have been you know Chevrolet guys, but it's really been junior and GMS. They've really been running the Drivers Edge program. Now you got Kyle Busch Motorsports in there. I think they kind of take this year to kind of rebuild. They're only going to run two trucks. I think it's going to benefit them. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the drivers they have in the truck series, but, you know, Jack Wood could prove us all wrong, and so could Chase Purdy. But I'm not really a big fan of what they got going on in the truck series. I, I just think they they went with the funded guys, which, you know, you could go with. But I just, uh, man, I just think that's going to be tough. I think Kyle's going to run good there, but I just, mm, I just really worry about that truck program. You know that they're gonna they're gonna struggle because they don't have like they don't have John Hunter Nemechek like John Hunter Nemechek was really good in the trucks and he's not that veteran voice that's gonna tell him hey these trucks suck you know so I mean yeah that's why Kyle gets behind the wheel of them but Kyle's gonna be going through a lot with that program I think um, you know they're they're losing Danny Stockman he went over to Rev Racing and and helped that that program out with Nick Sanchez and you know it's a KBM truck um, that's that's basically getting prepped by KBM and it's going over to Rev. Um, it, it is 18 owner points and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's a lot of what Chandler Smith had last year, but it's, it's just going to have a different team name behind it. So we'll see. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting. I think how Ty Gibbs does, uh, in the cup series is going to be something that everyone's going to watch. I think Ty's going to, going to struggle. I really do. I think he's going to have a tough start to the season. I think the second half is really where you're going to see him either ascend or, or stay the same. I'm hoping you're going to see that ascension because I do think that Ty's good. Where I worry about JGR is, you know, now you got Denny Hamlin really leading that program as far as the elder statesman goes. And, I mean, you know, Martin Truex is there obviously too, but Martin I think is going to have one foot out the door. I, I think Martin's retiring after this year. I'd be very shocked if Martin Truex Jr. decides he's coming back in 2024. With that said, Denny now is carrying the load, I think, as as the lead driver. I mean, I, I you know, De- Denny is going to have to, you know, really keep that that boat afloat because, um, you know, I don't know after this year. I mean, you know, Denny's probably coming back to to JGR. I can't, I can't fathom a scenario where Denny Hamlin doesn't come back because I think I think now JGR looks bad. You know, you, you lost Kenseth, uh, Carl Edwards retired, which wasn't really their fault. Uh, you know, but you you lost Kenseth. Carl's gone, you know, Suarez walked out, um, you know, you, Christopher Bell, I mean, not Christopher Bell, um, Eric Jones left. Now you lost Kyle Busch. I mean, you know, you're losing drivers every couple seasons. You don't want, you know, your next guy to be Denny Hamlin. Uh, Cause I think Hamlin leaves, <laughs> you know, what the hell they have after that? You know, where's the, uh, where is the, um, where's the next step, man? Where's the next step after that one? It's going to be weird. So um, I'm assuming both sides want to get a deal done. So so you're going to have that. But I, I do think that um, I do think that Hamlin becomes the top dog there. But they're going to struggle. I think Kyle Busch just brought so much of that program over there at JGR. I think you're going to see the Kyle Busch effect this year at, at JGR. I think he, they're going to take a dip. They're going to be down for a couple. I think they're going to be down this year. I think they're going to have a down year. And I think that you're going to notice it maybe almost instantaneously. Uh, 
is what I I think. And I think you're going to see the flip side of RCR. I think RCR is going to go on the upswing. I think RCR is going to going to kind of catapult themselves and run better. And I think you're going to see it even with Austin Dillon. I think Austin Dillon's going to run better this year. I think he's going to probably get a win or two and maybe shock some people. Um, I could see that happening, you know. And then the other thing I think everybody kind of wants to see is what Noah Gragson does, right? What is Noah Gragson and what happens with Legacy Motor Club? Like, you know, Jimmy's going to be over there running part-time, running, you know, part owner of that program. What is that going to look like? You know, I think Jimmy brings a lot of knowledge to the program. Just my only concern is that, you know, you're going to see Jimmy, obviously, without Chad Canals, which we've never seen in, in, in Cup. Um. So it's going to be interesting. You're, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to say, if Jimmy runs bad, they're going to say, well, it was always Chad. It's kind of going to be kind of hard to make that argument because I can also make the argument and say, well, Jimmy Johnson's also now like three years older. And, you know, father time probably has caught up with him. I mean, I don't know if Jimmy's going to be as good as he was when he was last in these cars. And he's never been in this next-gen car. Outside of this test that's going on at, at, at Phoenix right now, he's never been in one of these cars. He's not a guy that got to test this car or nothing. So Jimmy is a rookie behind the wheel of all these things. They're a little bit different than the cup cars he's used to driving. And I would say Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to be tough. And I think that a lot of people are going to be upset if Jimmy goes out and runs bad this year. There's going to be a lot of fans who are going to be upset, and they're going to say, well, why did Jimmy do it? And I think Jimmy did it because Jimmy just – I think this is what Jimmy wants to do. I think Jimmy ran two years at IndyCar. I think he thought it was going to go way better than it did, and it didn't. It didn't go great for him. Outside of those couple oval races like the Indy 500 and the race there at Texas, he hasn't had a lot of great success in IndyCar. So he get, goes back to NASCAR, and I think he kind of came back because he's like, I kind of you know, kind of feel like I – Retired maybe a little too early. So he's coming back. He's going to be a part owner. He's going to run part-time, which is probably what he wants to do. And uh, we'll see. But I don't expect great things out of him. I think his team's going to run really well. I think Noah's going to do decent. I think Noah's going to struggle in the beginning of the year, just like Ty Gibbs will. You know, and then it'll still kind of – you'll see that kind of that turnaround mid-year where he really starts to get it. I think he's going to get it, and, and he'll be good. Um, my way-too-early championship predictions – you had to ask me to put a Final Four together today. I'd probably laugh at you and say I have no idea. Uh, but I do think that there's going to be some guys out there that are going to surprise some people. I think Logano's going to have a good year. Uh, I don't know if he repeats or not, but I think Joey's going to be in the Final Four. I think Hamlin's going to be in the Final Four. I think Larson and uh, Chase Elliott's your Final Four. I, I really think it's going to be like, you know, a very similar to what we had this past season. But, you know, obviously Larson had those issues late in the year that kind of bit him but i think kyle comes back and has another really solid year i think hendrick's going to be strong because basically they have the same teams um you know jgr had a little issue so i think they're going to be a little bit down so i think denny's going to be like your four seed where i think kyle and, and chase might be one and two and i think joey just something with joey logano man he just makes it you know all the time and i think he's going to be up there but i do think bowman has a little bit of a better year than this past season i i think Chase is going to maybe not win as many races, but he'll win his races. Uh, Larson will win some races too, um, you know, maybe more than he did last year. I think Stuart Haas bounces back and has a little bit of a better year. Uh, but like I said, I think JGR has that down year. I don't think they're going to be as strong. I don't think they're going to be as strong. Um, I think Roush is probably going to be right, right about where they were last year. I think they're going to be kind of like, you know, they might win a race or two, uh, but they're not going to be amazing. Trackhouse, I think... Chastain and company kind of comes off that high and, and they're kind of like, 
you know, they kind of have an, a little bit of an off year. I think Chastain will visit victory lane. I think Suarez will uh, too, but I just don't think they're as dominant as they were this year. I think, I think Hendrick kind of figures it out a little bit more this year and kind of takes a little bit more of the domination. I also think RCR kind of, kind of getting Kyle is going to kind of steal away a little bit of track house uh, is energy. So I think that's going to kind of hurt him a little bit. Um, so I do think there's going to be a little bit there with that. Uh, RCR is going to take a little bit. I do think Penske is going to kind of be touch and go. Um, I do expect Blaney to get a win this year. I'm, I'm not so sure about Cindric, but I think Blaney wins. I think Logano wins um, up in the air about Cindric and, 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 uh, and, you know, really up in the air about Cindric. Um, you know, I think the, you know, the 21 with the Wood Brothers, they get a little bit better, but I don't, I'm not expecting a lot front row motorsports. I think Michael McDowell, you know, maybe a little bit down this year. Um, you know, they had a really good year last year, but just, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to think uh, if, you know, this team gets better, that team gets worse. Like, you know, where's, where, who's going to lose a little bit. Um, so I do think front row kind of has a decent season. I don't think they have like all the top fives and top tens that they had last year. I think they kind of scale that back a little bit. Um, you know, given where maybe some other teams are going to kind of come up, but um, yeah, it's going to be going to be a, a, an interesting year. But I mean, I think if I had to pick a champion, you know, I, I think it's I think it's either Larson or Chase this year. I, I really think one of those guys gets a second championship, and um, we'll see that. You know, I just you know I think Joey's going to have a great year. I, I, I'm not trying to say Joey's going to not win it, but I'm just it's very hard to repeat these days. Guys don't repeat and uh, we haven't seen it in a long, long time. And I just don't think it's going to start. So um, yeah, I think it's going to just be like, you know, I think chase or, or, or Kyle's year. I think one of those guys is going to win this championship and um, we'll see, we'll see kind of how it plays out there in the course of the season. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think Rhett, like, but like, this is the other thing I'm thinking of like 23, 11, I think is going to win some more races. Like, you know, maybe not Bubba per se, but I think Reddick's going to come out and have a breakout year. Like, I, I just feel like Reddick's going to come out and win like three or four races and, and is going to kind of be like this guy that kind of like takes wins away from, from track house. He takes a couple wins away from, you know, um, you know, some of these other organizations, like, you know, takes it away from Gibbs or put, keeps it in the Toyota camp kind of thing. I just think there's going to be something there. And I, I, I think Reddick's going to, you know, kind of have a breakout year. So, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I think it's it's going to be an interesting year. I think it's going to be a lot. Of, there's been a lot of changes. There's a lot of changes coming this off season. I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of drivers there to be free agents. And, you know, Kevin Harvick's retiring. Um, we don't know for sure what, what else is going to happen, what other shoes are going to drop. But um, you know that someone's going to get that four seat. You know, my way too early prediction is Cole Custer. But, you know, we could be wrong. There could be a surprise out there. Who knows? Um but, you know, Bowman's contract's up. There's there's a lot of guys that are going to be up contract, excuse me, contract-wise. So we'll see what happens. But uh, what we'll do next week is we'll kind of break down Xfinity and trucks and talk about that and whatever news comes out. And uh, I'll try to have my my entry list done. I'm, I'm probably going to do it sometime this weekend. I might do it. I don't know. We'll see. So uh, that's it for the Coochie's Corner Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week with another episode. As we get closer to the Bushlight Clash at the LA Coliseum, getting closer to the Daytona 500. Um, yeah, so that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. Everybody be good out there if you're snowed in. Sorry. <laughs> we were supposed to have like four inches of snow yesterday. 
I mean, that's what they said earlier in the week, but we got nothing. So it is what it is. We're having a mild winter here in northern Jersey. Not that some people are complaining, but I like snow. So it is what it is. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chiefs Corner, TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on the Anchor app and anchor.fm. Thanks for listening.